Sometimes you lose. Sometimes you win it. We all have days where we step right in it. Here's my own mistake. Welcome to My Own Mistake, a podcast about the mistakes people make shared by the people who made them. You're your host, Stacey Kimball and Christy Spatterford. Hello, Christy. Hello, Stacy. How are How you? How are you today? I'm good. Good. It's Monday morning. Nothing better. It is Monday morning. I know that's hard when you've got littles and you're, you know, trying to get everybody off to school and whatnot. But you know what? You don't have those things. It's kind of great. I actually love Monday mornings because I do too. the kids are, I mean, they're not little bitty anymore. They're all still in school, but they're not little, little. So. There's more independence. They can kind of get themselves moving. Everybody gets going, and then I get to sit down and get to work. And since I like the work, it's it's good. That's ex- I know. I know. I was actually like came in here to the booth early this morning and was like, oh, I'll do some other things and wait. And so it's pretty exciting. Pretty exciting guest we have today. Oh, very. I am thrilled. <sighs> I know that she's here. I adore her. One of our accountability group members, Three TZ Media, we call ourselves, yes. which stands for Three, three ta- which Time Zones. Time Zones. Yes, everybody's like, "What's that mean?" Three Time Zones. Um, Jane is East Coast, and um, Vince is East Coast. Christy and. Uh, Amory are central, mm-hmm. and I float between um, Pacific and mountain, depending on the time of year, because I'm in Arizona, and right. we don't do daylight savings time here. You are lucky, lucky people. So. <laughs> yeah. Jane, hello. 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 Yes, we're very excited to have you. You're welcome. With us. You're welcome. I'm excited to be with you. Jane uh, is a world traveler. Tell us some of the countries you've lived in, Jane. Oh, well, I've lived in Cardiff, Wales, and I've lived in Panama, and um, I'm a frequent flyer to Helsinki, where my grandchildren are, and I've lived and a their lot parents, in the United I hope. States. Yes, but they don't count. I'm, <laughs> I'm only interested in the grandchildren. See, that's that's what I've always thought, and you've just validated my theory. What can I tell you? It's okay. I knew That's it. okay. We're, we're good with that. And um, But your son has an interesting... What does he do? Tell us what he does in Helsinki. I think it's fascinating. Well, he, he always was a... Sh- well, not always, but he was a chef and in the United States for quite a while. And then when they decided to have children, his wife, who is Finnish, said, can we move to Helsinki? I'd like Mm -hmm. the children to grow up thinking picking blueberries is magical. So so he uprooted himself, started all over again from the bottom. And today he owns three pizza bars in Helsinki, which are rated one of the top 50 in Europe. So that's quite an accomplishment. And I'm so proud of him. I'm so That's happy. Great. That's so wonderful. Daddy Green's Pizza Bar. Plug. There we go. Now I will shut up. Oh. No. no. Say it again. I want to hear the name. Say it again. Daddy Green's Pizza Bar. If, okay. If our listeners are in Helsinki ever, you got to go to Daddy Green's Pizza Bar. That's number one. Absolutely. Number two yep. on the list of things that we have to do today is talk about Jane's own mistake. Mm-hmm. It's time. It's time, Jane, okay. to in, come into the confessional booth. <laughs> Here we go. Tell us oh, about your own mistake. <laughs> yeah. Well, this was kind of major, and it, it, it's 
it's kind of interesting how you're totally oblivious at times to signals that you get in your body. I had been, this was back in 2009, um, and I'd been starting to find myself a little breathless when I was walking. Um, and I thought, gee, I haven't been to the gym in a while. I really should get back and, and start exercising again. But I was really busy at work. And um, gradually, it started getting worse. I noticed if I walked upstairs, by the time I got to the top of the stairs, I literally had to pause. And I still went, oh, i got to get back to the gym. So I was walking downstairs to our conference room at work, and I was with Macmillan Learning at this time, a long career in publishing, and I walked into the conference room, and apparently I was breathing so heavily <laughs> that several people stopped what they were doing, looked up and said, Jane, what's wrong? And I said, oh, nothing. I'm just a little out of breath. Um, that night, going home from work, I could not face going on the subway to Penn Station. So I took a taxi, got out of the taxi, and that short walk to the doors on 8th Avenue, I had to stop. And I was just leaning against the wall next to the door. And I don't know how long I'd been there, but a gentleman came up to me with a bottle of water and said, you look absolutely awful. Can I get you some help? And I don't remember answering him at all, but about two minutes later, there was this transit cop up next to me saying, I'd like to call an ambulance for you. And I said, oh, I'm fine. I just need to, just need to get my breath. So he said, what can I do? And I said, you can help me get down to the train because I have a doctor's appointment tomorrow um, and I'll, I'll be fine. So apparently on the way down to the train, I almost passed out. And again, he wow. said to me, please let me call you an ambulance. Mm -hmm. And I said, believe it or not, oh, I think my blood sugar is low. I have a banana in my purse. <laughs> <So> <laughs> banana to the rescue. I no. apparently reached, I have no memory of this. Apparently I reached oh into my, my purse, pulled out the banana, started chomping on it. And he gets me to the train. And... He actually comes in, sits me down on the train, and he said, I'm just begging you, please come off of the train with me. Let me call you an ambulance. And at that point, some form of sanity must have hit me because I said, sure, I'll come off with you. At that point, the train doors close. So he's trapped in the train with me as we go through the tunnel. <gasps> and he radios ahead to Newark, get out at Newark, long story short, end up in the heart ward at Newark because in a blood test your heart sends off these enzymes when it's damaged but on the rounds the next day through a circuitous uh, talk with me um, they sent me to get a CAT scan and an MRI they discovered a blood clot so large it had distorted the shape of my aorta it was oh balanced God. on the Y branch. If I had gone into my doctor, taken a stress test that next day, I probably would have died on the... Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, yes, I was fine. Wow. So the moral of this story is, is take care of your health. 
not only take care of your health, but but listen, it, listen, and it doesn't matter how busy you are. And this was always at the back of my mind. Oh, I've got so much to do. I, you know, mm-hmm. there can't be anything wrong with me. It's just this. It's just that. Um, and um, no, stop, stop it. Mm-hmm. Stop lying to yourself. Take care of yourself. How do you think that affected? Um, was this before or after you really did a deep dive on your? voiceover career oh way before way before yeah there was another episode before that when I didn't listen to my body well I didn't isn't that I didn't listen to my body I was very busy I didn't have regular checkups um one year I did get a checkup after eight years and I found I had stage three cancer with no symptoms at all but you know I don't play that game anymore. Good. Good. And that's how I discovered voiceover, because Ah. during the course of chemo, I was kind of really, really bored. Mm -hmm. And I just went online, and and I don't know how, I can't even remember how I discovered this. And I thought, I'm a trade stage actor. That would be fun. Don't have Mm -hmm. to memorize lines. Uh, Okay. So that began that (laughs) journey for me. Um, I didn't know that. I didn't know that's how you came into this. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. So. That's really interesting. And you have a very extensive theater background. Yes. So. Yeah, tell us a little about your theater background. You have done a lot of work there in the New York area. You had interesting stage companies that you were working with. Well, it was all in between working and, at first, I went to work to pay for acting classes I was taking to refresh after university um, and temping, foot in theater, foot out. I had an agent. I'd done a couple of off-off-Broadway things. Mm -hmm. And then finally the agent said to me, step in or step out, step in Mm -hmm. or step out. And Mm -hmm. I had three young children. I decided to step out and continue on this career that was starting in publishing, so... Um, Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I kept getting these opportunities. And um, I was with Bonbach Productions, which was an off-off-Broadway company for eight years. We did original works on East 4th Street in the village with a company called um, Horse Trade, um, Mm -hmm. which is a wonderful opportunity. And and then I became a founding member of Rock on Tour Radio, which is a stage radio production group in New Jersey. And we do 55-minute productions of classics, um, even Moby Dick. Moby Dick wow. in 55 minutes. Ah! Wow, in 55 minutes? <laughs> yes. Well, our creative director is a genius at editing down to the nth degree. And wow. I get to that do is so cool. lots of fun stuff. So are you better now at listening to yourself? I mean, I, I in your um, little pre-show interview, you know, you said that really health is the most important thing. And you if you don't make sure if you don't have health, what can you do? So mm-hmm. and that includes being able to better help other people. Um, mm-hmm. It's you first who has to be 100 percent. Mm hmm. I think it's the old, I'm going to say this, I think women maybe are less inclined to take care of their health because they've been the caretakers of their families 
children, husbands, partners for mm-hmm. so long. And um, I, I think it's hard sometimes for women to admit they need to go. I, I'm sorry, I'm going to take an hour and go get a breast exam. Okay, we, everybody <laughs> mm-hmm. chill, stay where you are. I'll be right back. So that, that's hard for women and um, especially when you're a busy a busy person. Mm-hmm. So, you know, ounce of prevention, right? And I, I wonder if um, <clears throat> the younger generation, <laughs> the, the people younger than we are, they seem to actually be better at this already than I think I was. Um, I, I was raised with a very strong work ethic, which I love. Both my parents have that in different ways. Um, but it was, you know, work, 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 work. I remember being so sick my first year of teaching. Um, I taught at PS70 in the Bronx. And I was so, and I kept going and I kept going and I kept going because, well, that's what you do. Why would you stay home just because you're sick? And um, when I talk to younger voice actors now um, who are doing really well, they really seem to have a better defined, I don't know, I don't want to say boundary, but they just seem to take better care of themselves instinctively. Um, Or maybe I'm imagining that. I I don't know. I agree. I I think... um, And I'm glad. I think it's wonderful. There's so much more today because of social media that just raises your awareness. You can't escape it. So that's that's probably how it works. And that's probably true. It's probably one of the good things about social media. Social media is wonderful. And then sometimes I see these posts of people and a lot of different people that I've seen do this across all industries of, it's the work, it's the work. You have to do the work. You have to do the work. I did this and I did this. And I admire it. And I do love it. And it is true. You're not going to get anywhere without doing the work unless you're extremely lucky. Um, but I always wonder, you know, but, yes, but... <laughs> Um, you have to do the other work, too, the, the work of, like you said, making sure you're healthy, taking care of yourself, your physical and mental health. And needs. sometimes that means taking a step back. Yes, I know. I think it was a year and a half ago when I just, it was after the pandemic, and I decided I hadn't seen my grandchildren, my children, um, <laughs> in a long time. So I took two months off, and I didn't have a travel rig. I didn't have anything, and I just went away, and I just lived. And I came back, like, so geared up and so excited to be starting again. And I remember I did a post about it on LinkedIn, which got more positive reaction than anything I've ever posted, and it was just person after person saying, yes, 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 it's good. It's good to go away mm-hmm. and and just leave it behind it's when true. you need to. That's, it's true. I think that's um, taking care of your instrument is the uh, most, I mean, if you had a, um, a an, an expensive violin, you wouldn't just leave it sitting around in the kitchen, you know. And that's right. a, a really funny thing that I discovered many, many years ago after I graduated from uh, Marquette University with my degree in theater. I went away to England to visit relatives for six months. And when I came back, I had a really big audition uh, for a McKnight Fellowship at the University of Minnesota. And I practiced with a old coach of mine. And after I did the first monologue, he said to me, my God, where did you study in England? I said, study? I didn't do anything. He said, 
it made a huge difference in your heart. Wow. It was like sometimes stepping away can open up things just by settling. I have no other way Mm -hmm. to say that, but... No, that's perfect. But sometimes you really need to take a week, a month, Mm -hmm. six months to step back. I I think it's important because I think our mental health is just as important as our physical health, too. Well, Jane, thank you. I think this is tremendous advice for anybody in, in any line of work. I mean... In any phase of life. And I'm I'm trying to live it, but we can't count on the fact that I will forget it again. I hope not. <laughs> we'll hope I think you, but I have I you, you in there. 3TZ yes. to keep on top <laughs> of me. We will. We will, we will be there. Will. Christy, this is it. Another one. Stacey, in the, uh, another one. This it. is episode, episode five. five. Episode yes, five for Jane. Jane Beverly. A dear, dear friend and wonderful person. Thank you so much. Thanks and for being here. Thank Jane. you all. And Christy, especially, for working with me on my poetry projects. She's been composing <sighs> some music for me. And oh, I I am yes. so grateful to you for doing that. It's it's oh, wonderful. I'm, I'm, I might tear up. I'm so grateful for you to ask me. And I'm going to, to send you, you asking me to something from Tom Antonellis, who commented on our Thanksgiving. I don't know if you remember that when you composed. No, that wasn't. Um, Valentine's Day. No, that was Valentine's Day. Day. She's quite the podcast, uh, or she's quite the jingle writer. She does, she writes jingles and uh, music and things, and she's so wonderfully talented. And as you will hear. Well, I love doing it. Thank you for your Wednesday song. Yes, I know. I'll have another one this week. Great. All right. Thank you, ladies. Take care, Jane. Bye-bye, everybody. Talk to you soon. (laughs) Bye. Thanks for listening to My Own Mistake with Christy Spadafore and Stacey Kimball. I'm Vince Urie, and I hope that you'll join us next time to hear more stories about more mistakes. (laughs) 